Hi, this is Ray Edwards from The Ray Edwards Show, and you are on Faith's Edge with my good friend, Joe Taylor. It dictates how I treat others. It dictates how I give to other people without expecting to get something back in return. It dictates how I treat my employees, how I, um, just pretty much how I do business. Thank you, Mr. Ray Edwards, for the introduction. Ray is a master at melding faith and business. He is the best-selling author of Writing Riches and has a top-rated podcast at RayEdwards.com. Ray is a personal virtual mentor of mine. I think a lot of Ray's work, and uh, I think you will too. You can hear my conversation with Ray at OnFaithsEdge.com slash 30. That's OnFaithsEdge.com slash 30. Well, hello. Welcome to the 56th episode of On Faith's Edge. My name is Joe Taylor, recovering atheist and your servant in Jesus Christ. This is your place to hear conversations with entertainers, authors, artists, and business people about living a life of faith. On today's show, I speak with tax coach Diane Gardner. Well, here we are the, I guess, 11 days out before Christmas as we talk here. It is... uh, December 20th, 2015, so 11 days out, 11 days out before Christmas, 11 days out before the new year, the week of Christmas, uh, 11 days out before the new year. Uh, During this period of time, a lot of people are taking time off and planning for the next year, so I just thought this would be the perfect time to talk about taxes. Not the most exciting subject, but a very important one indeed. So uh, I asked Diane to come on to the show to talk about tax strategies for business people, And uh, we talk about why we all need a tax coach. Last episode, I spoke with classically trained singer David Britton. Uh, David is a world-class baritone who began studying classical voice at Westmont College in Santa Barbara, California, where he discovered a love for opera and art song. He continued to refine his voice by studying at the San Francisco Conservatory of Music, where he earned his master's degree in vocal performance. David touts his his appearance at Carnegie Hall in New York as one of the high points of his career. In his beautiful new Christmas album, David Britton Christmas, he wraps his rich pop classical anthemic rock sound around timeless holiday classics. Uh, And it is a really, really good album. We've played it a lot here in the uh, Taylor household uh, since, uh, since I picked it up myself. You can hear my conversation with David on on faithsedge.com slash 55. That's on faithsedge.com slash 55. Five, five. Diane Gardner's expertise lies in tax planning. Her goal is to make sure successful entrepreneurs across the United States are paying the least amount of income tax they can legally pay. As a tax coach, she offers a free tax analysis for those interested in finding out if they are overpaying their income taxes. Her goal is to save taxes one business at a time through the use of proactive tax planning. Uh, Diane is the best-selling author and Quilly Award recipient of, of Stand Apart with Dan Kennedy, Obamacare, the Obamacare Survival Guide, uh, 10 Most Expensive Tax Mistakes That Can Cost You Thousands, Why Didn't My CPA Tell Me That, and Stop Overpaying Your Taxes. Hi, Diane. Welcome to the show. Hi. It's so good to be on your show today. I'm really excited. Great to have you. We share some, I guess you would say, virtual coaches. You work closely with Jim Palmer. Jim Palmer's been a guest on the show. One of your uh, virtual mentors is Ray Edwards, and I'm a big fan of Ray Edwards myself. So uh, 
if we're keeping in that company, we're doing pretty good, aren't we, Diane? We are, and they both have had some profound effects on my life. Like those guys a whole lot. Diane, I have a pile of receipts in a shoebox. Uh, I think I made some money this year. At least the lights are still on and my kids are being fed. What do I do between now and 11.59 on April 15th? And I'm groaning when you say a pile of, of receipts in a shoebox. It's Be like, nice. oh, no. Be nice. <laughs> nice, neatly organized pile, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, hey, most, of of all, we, most of them are wadded up. I'll be very honest with you. Most okay, of them are but lots and, of, um, lots, we usually get them with dirt and oil and grease <laughs> and all that stuff on them, too. So, you know, <laughs> add some flavor. <laughs> well, first of all, they need to get organized so that you know some sort of an idea of what type of expenses you have. Um, and then they need to get turned into a tax return. So you need to hook up with a qualified professional who can guide you through the steps on what you should be deducting and how to record and making sure that your income at least meets or exceeds all of the 1099s that you've received because it's very embarrassing to file a tax return and Find out the number is not as high as the IRS thinks it should be. Mm. Um, yeah. But there's some really big differences between just dumping those numbers on a tax return and then being proactive and knowing how to take advantage of tax deductions and, and knowing that you're doing the best job you can do and deducting everything that you're legally able to deduct. So there's a huge difference between the person with the box of receipts and the person who really has a plan and, and is ready to go and, and feels confident walking into tax season. Diane, you are a certified tax coach. I am. What is the difference between a certified tax coach and a just your regular old professional CPA? There's a huge difference in that a certified tax coach has taken some extensive training to be able to come alongside entrepreneurs and business owners and coach them to a lower tax liability. So we've taken training on various strategies that are totally court-tested and IRS-approved that most people aren't aware that are available. And I'll give you a good example of one would be a taking advantage of a medical expense reimbursement plan or a Section 105. That particular strategy allows you to write off 100% of all of your out-of-pocket medical. So that's your health insurance, your doctor co-pays, your prescriptions, all that stuff through your business. Well, most everybody I talk to is like, whoa, really? I could maybe do that? So there are parameters you have to stay within and records you have to keep. But if you qualify, it's a pretty cool uh, deduction for somebody, especially in light of how much health insurance costs today. As a, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, what are some of the things that, that I would be surprised about that I can write off or that I can, some strategies uh, that I can take that I may not know about? Well, Joe, one that I really love is when, as parents, uh, whether we have young kids or older kids, we're always shelling out money to them. And we're always giving them after-tax money because they are, they're wanting money to go here and there. They're wanting money to sign it for maybe a camp or something in the summertime. And just, it's just constantly that money is a, is a total outflow of after-tax money. Well, some of the strategies that people aren't aware of is under the right circumstances, we could take those after-tax monies and make them pre-tax monies by hiring your kids in your business. IRS says they have to be at least seven years old. And seven years old? Them. No seven kidding. Seven years old. Seven years no old. No kidding. <laughs> yep. Court tested, IRS approved. 
So that's a cool strategy where you can get them to work and earn this money, and then you're paying for the same stuff that you were already paying with, but you're doing it with pre-tax dollars. Wow, that can save a bundle. It could, yeah. And if they don't have any, you know, they don't have another job, then the first $6,300 that you pay them is potentially tax-free because that's the standard deduction amount. So you can use this as a very creative way to take a write-off in your business, pay for whatever it is that the kids are wanting, and come out ahead on your taxes. So it's a pretty cool strategy. There's some record keeping involved. You have to have the timesheets and you gotta dot your I's and cross your T's and all that kind of stuff. But you know, as long as you're willing to play within the rules, the IRS allows it. In addition to being a, a, a certified tax coach, you are a best selling author uh, and a Quilly Award recipient. Now, for those of us that are not familiar with what a Quilly Award is, what is a Quilly Award? A Quilly Award is an award that I won for my very first book uh, that became a best-selling book, which was my Stand Apart book. And that was an award. I went down to Hollywood and received that award for my part in that book. It was a pretty cool little ceremony and stuff like that and something very special and something I'll remember for the rest of my life. That's the book you wrote with uh, Dan Kennedy. Is that right? Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah. Myself and a few other authors, we all went together and co-authored a book with Dan. Tell me about proactive tax planning. Oh, that's a wonderful concept because when you have proactive tax planning, you're actually planning ahead for the next three to five years as opposed to that person with that box of receipts and they come in the door at the last minute and all you can do is get the numbers on the forms and get the form filed on time. Proactive tax planning allows us to sit down and say, uh, Let's do an analysis on your business entity. Let's see, have you outgrown your entity? Are you even in the right kind of entity for tax purposes? And then let's look at some long-term planning. Maybe it's time to look at a retirement plan if they don't have one, or are you in the correct one? Looking at these strategies like hiring your kids and the medical expense reimbursement plan and making sure you're maximizing your various deductions like your meals and entertainment and your auto, those types of things, and putting together this plan so that you save tax money every single year from here forward. So it's kind of nice because you know what your savings is going to be, basically, because you've planned for it and makes people really happy. And I love it because I get to be a tax superhero instead of the person giving them the bad news. I'm the person saying, wow, we can skip your next estimated tax payment or When's the last time you had a refund? As a self-employed person, that's like never because they've already made a bunch of estimated payments and it just puts a whole different spin on things and it's a win-win for all of us. You know, I'm one of those, I'm one of those guys, Diane, that I get frustrated at refunds and I'll, and I know it sounds odd, but I do because I just feel like I've, I've just loaned the government money that I'm, I'm, they're not going to pay me interest on it. So uh, I'd rather pay a little more at the end and then just a little more at the end and have a big refund. Right. But when I'm doing a tax plan with somebody and let's say it's the last quarter of the year and they've made that April, June and September payment already, well, that could result in a refund on the current year's return, which of course for a self-employed person will roll it into their, maybe their first um, couple estimated payments for next year. So it kind of works out however they want it. How did you get into this business, Diane? You are passionate about this. I am, yes. 
this came about through one of those hard times that I went through back in 2008 when the economy was crashed and I had so many clients in the construction industry. I was very much a traditional accountant back then, just, you know, sitting behind the scenes doing their work for them. And I had just bought a building in 2008, a commercial building from my office. And I'm thinking, God, what am I going to do now? I don't know where, I don't know how to, where to turn. I'm going to lose my building. That's going to mess up my credit. I'm just, I'm a mess. I was a single uh, mom at that time and realized I needed to do something different. Status quo wasn't going to work. Just competing with everybody else for the few businesses, you know, that were still really going and doing okay was really tough. The competition was fierce amongst the accountants. And so I decided I needed to have a niche. I needed to do different and become a just a stand-apart type accountant, which is kind of how I got into that stand-apart book. <laughs> but through marketing and a lot of prayer, I came across a certified tax coach community and watched them for a while and realized that's exactly what I needed to do to move myself into a completely out-of-the-ordinary, very entrepreneurial type accountant. And so that's what we did. And over the course of the last few years, I've gotten to save about a little over $500,000 worth of money for my clients. No kidding. Now, it's, yeah, it's pretty exciting. You are in, um, you're in Idaho. Is that right? Yes. Northern Idaho, up close to the Canadian border. Uh, how does a, how does a tax professional, uh, work with, work with people nationwide? Doesn't that, isn't that a little, little clunky? It actually works pretty cool. Now I don't venture outside of the U S I've had several requests from Canada, but I haven't, I don't know enough about their tax laws to hold myself out there for Canada. As long as I stay within the U S through the beauty of phones and email and Skype and FedEx and all that type of stuff. Um, I'm able to pretty much carry on a conversation similar to what we're doing now and go ahead and meet with that client clear across the U S in a different time zone than I'm in and save them some money. And so it works really well. And we've got several happy clients scattered all across the U S not only are you a, a, a tax professional, a certified tax coach, uh, you're a prolific author. Name some, name, name the books that you currently have out and, uh, just give us a, a brief synopsis of each. Well, my very first book was the Stand Apart book with Dan Kennedy, which was a co-authored book because I knew nothing about how to write a book. And so several people said, well, you can at least co-author a book. And in, in a co-author situation, you're just responsible for a portion of the book. And then my second book was called, Why Didn't My CPA Tell Me That? And it was another co-authored book. And both of those were best-selling books. Then after that, I decided, okay, that wasn't so bad. I think I can do this on my own. And so I did the Obamacare Survival Guide, which came out back when everybody was really up in arms, what's going on and, and what's, how's this going to affect us in our business and our personal lives. So that one, we just pretty much gave that book away to all of our clients and anybody in our community who wanted one of those. Then I have the 10 most expensive mistakes that cost you thousands, and that one's geared towards entrepreneurs and business owners. Then after that came... Stop overpaying, and it's 11 ways that entrepreneurs overpay their taxes and how to stop it now. Then I'm working on a real estate version of the 10 most expensive mistakes books that we just got that one out about two weeks ago. And I'm just 
almost on the verge of being done with a customer service related book. And then following behind that is one I'm working on about systems and procedures and the need for that in your business. So this is an accountant who thought all I can ever do is numbers, and I'm finding out that I'm really loving the writing side of things too. You also do a training on 11 ways entrepreneurs overpay and how to stop it now. Yeah, that comes out of my Stop Overpaying Your Taxes book. And probably the biggest way that entrepreneurs overpay is being out, well, I say outside of not having a plan of any sort is being in the wrong entity. And a good example of that, I picked up a, a machine shop a few years ago as a client, and he had a sales tax problem when I picked him up. And in the course of helping him, I needed copies of his tax returns and realized that he was definitely in the wrong entity type. He was overpaying his taxes hugely. So we helped him change his entity type and put together a retirement plan and then a couple other smaller strategies. And his savings each year averages, it's been averaging between about thirty and $33,000 a year. From that, he's with, his goal was to buy a commercial building and stop paying rent. So he put his tax savings away. And this last February, he put a down payment on a building. And I believe in another three to four years, somewhere in that range, he will completely have paid for that building with tax savings. And so we say he'll have a building courtesy of the IRS. So that's so cool when you can pull some of these strategies together and get those kind of amazing results. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, so that's probably the biggest one I see is the people in the wrong entity type. They've outgrown their entity or they didn't even understand what entity they should be in when they first started in business. They did nothing, and so they're just a sole proprietor. And a lot of times we can really save a lot of money just by doing that analysis for them. In general, is that and a mistake, then, Diane, to be a sole proprietor? It depends. It depends on the type of business they're in, how much liability uh, protection they need or don't need. It depends on how much money they're making. Because on a sole proprietor, 100% of your net profit is subject to self-employment tax. So if you're only netting ten or 15000 20000 a year, it's like no big deal. But if you're netting sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety, hundred thousand on up, it becomes a very big deal. And so that's where we, we like to look at possibly changing that entity and seeing if we can't put that owner on a salary of some sort and then saving some self employment tax on the difference because now the profit won't be subject to self employment tax. And that's where we can pick up some pretty substantial tax savings sometimes. When an entrepreneur starts, when anybody starts a business, many times it takes years before they make a profit at, mm -hmm. at all. They're just putting money into the business. At what time does there come a point where the IRS looks at that as a hobby or at what point do you just, can, does the IRS say, okay, that's enough. You're not making any money. You're just, you just got all these write-offs. Over the years, I've heard many people come to me and say, I'm in year four and I know I can only lose money for the first three years, or I'm in year six and I can only lose money for the first five years. And I don't believe there's any hard, fast rule with the IRS. What they're more looking at is, are you really in it for a profit motive? Are you doing the stuff to be a legitimate business? Are you actively going out and trying to find new customers and clients or patients? Are you actively pursuing to be able to grow your business? Are you, are you acting like a business or are you really acting like a hobby? 
because a hobby is something that really doesn't have that much business merit. It's just something you really enjoy doing. And if you make a little bit of money at it, great. If not, it's no big deal. So the thing is being able to show that business motive, that profit motive. And as long as you can show that profit motive, um, you can lose money for quite a while. Now, at some point, you want to you know, stop losing money because you're throwing possibly good money after bad. It's not the intent, but of you course. You can lose money. Diane, anybody that visits your uh, your site at uh, taxcoachforyou.com, and that's uh, number four, not the word for taxcoachforyou.com, knows that uh, you give away a, a lot of stuff on your on your website and a lot of free resources. Uh, tell us some about some of those. Well, some of the um, probably most fun type things we give away is we've got a stopover paying bundle. So in there, I think it's a couple chapters to my latest book. There's some special reports. There's a little quiz you can take to see how much you do or don't know about your taxes. They can also get a free copy of my book, The 10 Most Expensive Tax Mistakes. So just lots of free stuff where they can start learning a little bit about how to start planning their way to a lower tax liability. I want to do a little word association if we can. Okay. Online do-it-yourself tax services. Can I laugh? <laughs> Gaffaw. <laughs> <laughs> IRS. Uh, fear. CPA. Advisor. Flat tax. That would be nice. <laughs> National sales tax. Um, I don't see it ever happening. Entrepreneurship. Awesome. Obamacare. Erg. <laughs> I don't know if you said, I actually said any words during that. Just <laughs> <laughs> that was hard. More emotions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we talk a little bit about your faith, Diane? You bet. How did you come to believe in Jesus Christ? I was raised in a Christian home. And I remember my mom, you know, leading me to the Lord at a very young age. I don't know if I was, you know, five or six or very young, though. And I just wouldn't know life without it. So you've been a Christian your whole life? Pretty much, yeah. How does your faith play a role in uh, in your business? Oh, it's very, very much a role in my business. It, it dictates how I treat others. It dictates how I give to other people without expecting you know, to get something back in return. It dictates how I treat my employees, how I um, just pretty much how I do business. I mean, people know that, that do business with me, know that I'm a Christian and that I'm not ashamed of it. I'm going to so ask it you has a very big role. I'm going to ask you a very, to be a, a, maybe a difficult question here, Diane, but you know, during our, during our Christian walk, we are, I, I believe that, you know, where we are uh, forgiven, uh, but not perfect. Have you ever, mm -hmm. have you ever had a time in your business career where, where, where it seemed like the right thing to do to maybe set aside your Christian ethics or your, or your, your principles of faith uh, for the sake of profit, for the sake of growing the business, for the sake of uh, what you see, what seemed like the right thing to do, maybe it, but it just quite didn't jive with, with your faith. Um, yeah, I would say there's been times that it would be easier to tell the client what they want to hear, but it didn't, it wouldn't be being honest with them. And so you kind of do struggle a little bit internally. And then after a while you say, okay, 
uh, you know, I'll do it your way and have those hard conversations with them. Or maybe it's with an employee. Um, you know, it would be much easier just to turn your head and not hear what was going on or not pay attention and let it slide. Because I've had to talk to employees before about language, about the way they're dressed, about um, any number of things over the years. And it would be easier just to kind of let it slide and let it go. But I can't do that. Uh, as, a, as a Christian, have you ever had a time where you doubted your faith or even the, even the existence of God? Never. No, there was times when, when maybe you felt like God wasn't as close as he is at other times, but never did I ever doubt my faith, huh? Finally, as we wrap up, Diane, what would you say to that person that is right on faith's edge, making that choice to believe or not to believe in God? I couldn't imagine life without God in my life. I just, I couldn't, it would be too hard. Uh, with with God in my life, you have hope, no matter what's going on. I've been through some terribly crummy stuff in my life, but there's always that hope, because you know that, that, that God is in control, that we keep saying this wasn't a surprise. He knew it was coming. He knew it, you know that this was going to happen. It may feel like it totally caught you sideways, whatever, but God's in control, and we know that we've got Him to lean on to trust, and, and I just couldn't imagine life without it. It would be pretty scary. Diane, thank you so much for for being with us today. Diane Gardner, certified tax tax coach, is passionate about this subject. So thank you so much, Diane. God bless you. Uh, Thanks for having me on your show. Diane's books can be found at Amazon.com, and her website is TaxCoach4U.com. That's the number four, not the word for TaxCoach4U. T-A-X-C-O-A-C-H, the number four, U-Y-O-U.com. So tax coach for you. Well, I didn't massage that one enough, did I? (laughs) These weeks, these weeks, these links, as well as her Facebook and Twitter links, can be found in today's show notes at onfaithsedge.com slash 56. That's onfaithsedge.com slash 56. Well, that'll wrap up today's show. Thank you to Diane Gardner for being with us today. And thank you for listening. You mean a lot to me and you mean a lot to the show. Have a great Christmas. God is real. He loves you. And so do I. God bless. Thank you for listening to On Faith's Edge. You can subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher, Internet Radio, or your favorite podcast app on Android, Apple, or Windows devices. To reach out to Joe or leave comments about the show, visit onfaithsedge.com. You're important to us and we would love to hear from you.